welcome. Anyone who's been to Merchant City Yoga on a Sunday knows how much I love catching up with everyone over a cup of my freshly brewed spiced chai. These Sunday chai sessions really bring everyone together. A true celebration of friendship, community and connection. And as these COVID restrictions continue, I want to try and capture some of that magic and share it with you at home. So I've invited some familiar faces from our MCY family to chat with me online over a cuppa. I'm affectionately calling them the chai sessions. Pop the kettle on, get yourself comfy and come and join us. Emma, for Hi. joining me for the cup of tea. Oh, absolutely. I've got my matcha here. Yummy, yummy. And a bit of a chat. Um, so for folk who don't know you, um, you teach vinyasa yoga on a Monday night mm-hmm. um, at MCY. And uh, what I had in mind for our chat today was was maybe something about the, the ebb and flow, the ups and downs mm-hmm. of practice and, and yoga um, so my thinking kind of behind this was obviously the past year everyone's been in a bit of a state of flux there, there's mm. been a lot of change um, going on um, people are practicing at home when maybe they've never done that before they're maybe practicing with a teacher that they've never practiced with before they're maybe not practicing with a teacher at all they're maybe finding that their practice is coming on leaps and bounds um, maybe finding that it seems to have gone backwards. I mean, just the other night there, I had a student say, oh my God, you know, back then a couple of weeks ago, they just felt so good, so comfortable, I could breathe. And now two weeks later, I feel like I'm back at square one. Mm-hmm. And um, I know for me personally as well, like I've been working with a shoulder tendinopathy now for about 18 months yeah. and have gone from frustration to spitting the dummy all together and everything in between and and trying to figure out a way to adapt my practice to to work with it and to try and and um, heal it as well and so like I say when I was trying to think of somebody to chat about all of these ups and downs with you popped in to my mind Mm -hmm. because just short of a year ago you had a little baby so yeah and here she is (laughs) (laughs) yeah which which I'm sure so having come from a really strong practice a really dedicated practitioner student and teacher to to manage your your practice and your attention through pregnancy and then um, post baby arrival as well Mm -hmm. not really knowing what's coming up next yeah. Um, yeah so I thought you might be quite a good person to chat to about that I can definitely I'm just I was thinking back about like this year and how everything has changed and I mean obviously I think like a lot of people at the time like before the you know the before times seemed like a distant life like the idea of coming into my store like twice a week or you know it's just crazy and obviously the stuff that I was doing um is just totally, and even actually the, while I was pregnant, um, that period of, of, of time feels completely foreign to me, um, even now. Um, so yeah, it's like almost different seasons 
of practice and of life and like I was com doing completely different things at each of these times and um, like ebb, ebb and flow they kind of we have them on the macro scale and also on the micro scale where like during at the moment my practice is so it's very responsive to like what's going on with life like it's, I can't say that I have like every day I practice yoga for an hour or like I do my daily meditation for how many minutes like I, I wish that would be possible um, but instead it kind of is a lot more fluid and kind of I do different things on different days depending on how much time I have and depending what the energy is um, which is a really nice way to to respond as well um, yeah is, is that a way that that you've always managed your practice or how, how difficult has it been to almost let go of the the commitment that mm. means you practice at this time for this long mm -hmm. you practice meditation you know so how, has that been quite difficult for you yeah so um even though i am an ashtanga practitioner and i love ashtanga so much as you know i was never the six day a week person i just it's not for me, I, I, I really like the, uh, the set structure of the sequences. However, doing the same thing every day, it just, I would feel in prison, I guess, you know, so this is why I teach vinyasa and practice vinyasa as well, because it has this, um, there's a lot more possibilities and you can do that responsive thing, and like listen to your body and do this thing this day. And also yin, which I also have now trained in and I'm practicing more and more and like a lot of people, um but like now um so yeah I've always practiced that way in a, to a certain extent and now it's just like even more because I don't have an hour and a half to two hours to do everything I just I just do not have that time I mean I I manage maybe a full primary plus all the fafnir and backbends and stuff maybe once every three weeks if I'm lucky that's yeah. pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, I like the fact that like I've got the ashtanga there to fall back on because if I just like I don't know and I've got half an hour, I'm gonna do, you know, standing and that would be great. Um, and that's really nice to have that basis there. But then, um, like this morning, my practice was half on the mat and half like on the floor in the middle of the carpet together with like her crawling on top of me. Um, and that's great because I can still do things and um, get into my body and stuff um, like it has been hard and because like people who um, practice yoga a whole bunch you get used to how it, it supports you and you get used to how good you feel when you're doing it and so now almost like I've got this tapas this kind of this spiritual discipline which is actually learning how to be okay with not feeling good with like being like my lats are so tight and my hip hurts and actually you know I did this mindfulness training in September and one of the things we had to do was sit with sensation and not um not try to stretch but just be like I can feel you know tightness in my neck and not be like you know and not do anything about it and that is so it's almost like by not practicing I'm practicing even more you know yeah and that is such a hard thing to do so because the, the kind of people that are attracted to a really strong physical practice like you know we move and and we use movement I guess 
to help support ourselves so to feel that discomfort and not be able to move yeah to help some support or release that's hard it's so hard (laughs) but then it means that like the smallest tidbit the the smallest like five minute ten minute whatever you can do becomes so precious and you're like oh my god I can stretch or often I do (laughs) my favorite posture lately is Janusha Shasana because it's really great for the low back and the lats like and I do it while she's eating breakfast on the floor um, and I'm just like, oh my God, this is so amazing. You know, I'm just like, or breathing. You know, I sit and I just, while I'm feeding her something, I just like breathe. I'm like, God, breath is great. Um, and so it kind of, it opens up the practice in a whole new way, like a kind of multifaceted diamond from the inside out where you're just like, oh, like these simplest things. When I was pregnant, I totally fell in love with Warrior One because I was just doing, uh, Warrior One has always been a really hard posture for me. My hips just don't do that thing, you know? And so starting to really work with like grounding the feet and just um, exploring the basics did so much to just, uh, I don't know, open up the practice in a whole new way where you're you're not running all the way to the end of the road for the next posture. Then you actually discover that in the place where you are, there's so much going on and so many layers. Yeah, and I think as well, you don't really appreciate until you have to stop how much you, how much value you put in being able to do these difficult, complex things. And and it's not quite that they define you, but but you do place some value on yourself in being able yeah. to, to execute them. I mean, I kind of, I kind of. I think it's really because I read this really helpful book right when I started when I got pregnant was this yoga sadhana for mothers Hmm. where they talk about their like it's like if you don't know this book it's like 50 different really well-known Ashtanga practitioners who talk about their experience of pregnancy and motherhood and their I recommend it to everybody who comes to the studio and tells me they're pregnant I would get it off my shelf except it's in the other room but it's very good um and so I kind of had this trust that my practice would come back um and I kind of really I got really into like modifying I don't really like the word modifying just like exploring new ways of practice um and uh I really uh enjoyed practicing when I was pregnant and I used it it was a real um tool for for my well-being you know I didn't suffer from very many maladies at one point I had something going on with uh, with my back and my liver and I but the practice kind of just totally was a way for me to feel good about that um and so it wasn't about um you know achieving big postures and I was I was happy to kind of stay with that and I have been really surprised at how it has come back um without me you know because I do so much less than I would like to and yet, you know, my body hasn't let me down, um, you know, from the Ashtanga perspective, but also other stuff. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's like hormones that are in your body that make you bendier, but, um, you know, certainly the strength has also come back. And it, that's also a really nice, like, I guess, spiritual learning about trusting that you don't have to manhandle yourself into, uh, you know, into postures and into like achieving stuff that basically if you just kind of let things be it's going to be okay yeah I mean again that's it's almost like a bit of a cliche isn't it 
probably because it's true, but such a hard thing to do is, is that whole letting go that we can put in so much effort, we can try so hard, but usually there comes a point in whatever it is we're endeavouring to do or work towards that, that at some point we have to kind of back off, we have to let go. And that is the hardest part, because you think by letting go, mm -hmm. by stopping, it's all just going to disappear. Mm -hmm. And do you know that way, even if it does disappear? It's also fine. What, what does it does it really matter? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, it's, I mean, it's very hard for me to imagine, like, coming to the studio at 6 a.m., <laughs> you know, I can't, or, or even, you know, doing all day whatever. Um, I can't really imagine what that's going to be like. But I guess, I mean, especially, like, for me, obviously, lockdown has been, you know, equated totally with, like, pregnancy mm -hmm. and, and maternity because when lockdown hit, I was, what, seven months pregnant um and so the whole thing I don't really know what lockdown would have been like without without a baby um but I think for a lot of us we've we've kind of gone through the same thing of just like letting go of what we thought and being like maybe things will never be the same again and maybe that's okay and maybe you know I'll discover a new aspect of myself I'm like look at you Judy like you're like the most tech savvy person I know now like right before lockdown, you're like, oh my God, I have to take a picture. And you're like, now you've got like this most amazing Instagram branding and everything else. It's so impressive. So look at that. Like that's a real testament to transformation. I know, because really who who would have thought, because yeah. anybody who knew me before lockdown would be, but I think it's, I, I just had to figure it out. You know, if I wanted to keep doing what I was doing, I had to, yeah. I had to figure out a way to do it and I couldn't be the person that just went oh my god every time some tech issue came up I had to the person going now hang on now what mm -hmm. is it what can you see yeah it's happened <laughs> uh, you know I had, <laughs> yeah I, I had to be that that person and um I guess a little bit the same way with the, the shoulder as well it's um mm. It's about not going, oh my God, I can't, it's hurt and I can't do what I used to be. It's like, okay, so hang on. So what can I do? Mm -hmm. um, how can I look at things differently? How can I work around? How can I adapt? Yeah. And like you, I think a lot of the time it, it forces the question, well, what is it that I'm practicing? Like mm -hmm. what, what, what am I practicing? And what am I practicing for? Yeah. Like what? But if it's to look good in an Instagram shot of a really swanky posture, well, okay, I can't do that just now. Yeah. But actually, I don't think that's what I'm, because no. I never looked good in swanky Instagram <laughs> shots anyway. So, um, you know, maybe just that, it's that in-breath, isn't it? Mm. When the tech kicks off and the internet drops and your mic doesn't work and students start dropping off or texting going, I can't and it's like being able just to go right okay yeah. and so the same when th when things and circumstances change you go okay yeah something's gonna break is it gonna be is it the situation's gonna bend or am I gonna bend something's gotta give and so you know can we be bendy enough to bend to the situation there's a slogan for you <laughs> yeah. um yeah quick yeah, right. <laughs> new, market, new marketing slogan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, for sure. And it's kind of, 
it's really nice way of like looking at like what reality is. I mean, I kept, uh, I, I was contemplating like discipline and like, you know, because um, when I returned to practice, my main practice, because I was doing Ashtanga and I was coming to a Tuesday class and I really loved that. Um, and it was a really good way to get my strength back. And I was kind of contemplating like how I was going to, because at that point, like she would just lie on the floor and be next to me while I was practicing. And now you put her down and pew, she's at the other end of the apartment. I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? Um, so it has to be a little bit more, um, I, I can't manage that same thing anymore. But basically it's like, what is the point of discipline when you are, you have to live in the world at the end of the day, you know? And like yoga, like, as one of my friends like to say, it's just yoga, you know, um, it's there to make our lives richer, it's there to allow us to have, you know, I really understood what people say about how um, practice makes you a better parent, because it does like it, you know, if you, and it's not selfish to be able to take that half an hour or one hour to, to be on the mat, to breathe, to move, because then, you know, when you have to be up all night, or you have to be tidying or somebody doesn't sleep or you have the resilience to be calm and be loving which is you know if we can do that and it's not it doesn't it's not just babies and like that we can have that skill that you know that those skills to to be soft um no matter what is happening out there in the crazy world then I guess it's all worth it and, you know, sometimes fancy, you know, I love fancy postures. Sometimes fancy, fancy postures can, can bring that about as well because yeah, they can change your mind. Yeah, they're, they're fun. There's something to work towards. Huge sense of achievement when, yeah. when they come together. I really think that it changes your perspective, you know. Like, um, I remember the first time I ever dropped back, I was just like, oh, my God. Um, the idea of seeing the world from this different perspective, um, I it kind of challenged my understanding of what is possible in the world and like possible in my body and now there's a couple of things I'm working on which I kind of feel like I'm never 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 going to get there and oh, so um, tell us Emma what are they oh well you know that I'm terrible at pressing up into a headstand like and I can feel it like I can feel that moment where I'm just my body goes and it's like it's an emotional thing totally um and similar uh, is, um, you know, I've always fantasized about doing pincha and I've maybe got there one or twice. And, uh, you know, I just need to, it, because the thing is that the more you think of it as like a dream posture, the more it becomes like this far off ideal that you think you could never, never do. Yeah, it's um, like a unicorn. Completely. And so I just, although if you were a unicorn, pincha would be way easier because you could like balance and <laughs> right? No, uh, um, but yeah, so if you could um, just have a bit more kind of simple uh, attitude to it, like here, what am I doing right now? Then it wouldn't be, it would be so much easier to, to, to kind of just get on with it as opposed to kind of like these big clouds. Of, I can't remember why I started talking about this now. Um, oh, the, the postures that yeah, they change you think, your, yeah. 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 So like I can idealize it and be like, look, maybe one day when I get pincher, then every, the whole world will turn upside down, literally. But and enlightenment will come, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. And then you know, I'll get my real superpowers, and I'll be able to float, and I'll do all the motherhood, and it'll be really easy. I'll get my 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 six arms, which yeah, 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 um, that'll come in handy. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously that's not a thing, but 
um, I really do believe that you learn so much on the way there. And then if I can learn to stop idealizing things and learn to, um, you know, apply the same lessons that I'm learning with my motherhood to, to my, because it goes in both ways, um, that, you know, the, the lessons you learn on the mat apply in life and the lessons you learn in life apply on the mat, if you can remember, um, then that would be really beautiful. But I guess, you know, it's all a work in progress, isn't it? Yeah. And it's finding the balance as well, isn't it? Because we need a little bit of structure, discipline, desire, mm-hmm. ambition yeah. to, to, to keep us moving forward. But then it's figuring out where that becomes too much. We could have a whole chat about Pincha because oh. Pincha is one of the posters that I, can't, I just can't no. entertain. And, not be, and, and I think it's particularly difficult for me because I spent so many years working towards it mm. and and typically finally felt getting steady hitting it most times nice no drama shoulder gone yeah 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 done I'm very attached to pinch at Emma <laughs> oh I'm sorry I brought it up <laughs> yeah I think it's all it all just shines a light on on our attitude and how we're thinking and how we're approaching stuff. Um, and in the day, in the end of the day, that's the point, isn't it? Uh-huh, is it yeah, you know, shining light on things. Yeah. And who cares whether I can do pinch or not? No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, listen. Thank you so much oh, for having a wee pleasure. for having a wee blader and shooting the breeze yeah. with us. And um, yeah, if if we've learned anything today then it's maybe that old dogs can learn new tricks yeah they can yeah yeah thanks emma awesome see you soon thank you so much for joining us i hope you enjoyed our chat if you've got any questions you can email me or find us on social media And until we can return to our Sunday chai sessions in the studio, I'll see you here next time.